In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode 117. Congratulations Thank on you. numbers. That was awesome. I feel like I've got practice over the last, you know, seven I episodes. Tell you were feeling good about it. I'm the feeling real yeah. good about it. I'm that was good. feeling even better about this week's theme, which is Born in the USA. Why don't you tell us why we picked this, Erin? You know, first of all, if you're wondering, hang in there with us for yeah. a second. Uh-huh. I get it. Mm-hmm. But. We actually are going to talk about hypocrites this Yeah, week. we are. Because I think most people realize that this song has been used by, mm-hmm. I don't know, certain political parties uh-huh. to mean something it doesn't. Yes. Because if you actually listen to the lyrics. It is fierce. Yeah. It's not really so much just a like, hey, it born is- and bred and made in the USA. <laughs> it is not a country song. It's not. It is not patriotic. It's not really. No. No. But it does get blasted that way. It really does. There's so many Republican politicians mm-hmm. that just look at the title and be like, that's the one. Born in the That's going to be great. That's it. It's catchy. Instead, the song talks about Vietnam vets getting treated like shit yes. when they come home and the atrocities of economics here in the USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really, I guess, in a way on brand because yeah. I think that... Th- They've proven themselves to not be good readers or interpreters. Not at all. Like you just didn't bother. Like no. you saw the title and you went with it and you never <laughs> paused to examine what else was right. in there. We've talked about a lack of critical thinking. Yes. This is just straight up reading the title and then not thinking anything further. No. Not even Not trying. examining it one single time. I also like that we are using this going into the 4th of July weekend mm-hmm. because... I am not feeling patriotic this weekend. No. I feel like 4th of July 
is a bust. Well, you know, it's hard when Mm -hmm, it's also mm -hmm. known as Independence Day. (laughs) Because I don't know that any female right now is feeling real fiercely independent. No, no, no. no. I've always felt that it's a... Uh, it's a little hypocritical, mm-hmm. the 4th of July, mm-hmm. and everyone's saying love it or leave it, and everyone's saying like, ah, oh, this country's based in freedom. Great. If you are a straight white man, great. Good job for you. But as recent developments have shown, we are women, so we are not full citizens. We are not full people. No, no. And I actually take issue with the idea that it's based on freedom because it actually is just not the freedom you're talking about. Right. Like the United <laughs> States was actually formed out of wanting to get away from religious oppression. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then saying this was formed on freedom, thus you need to follow my religion is sort of not the same thing. Which is why we're talking about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy It feels so relevant. It does. When we are led by a religious minority mm-hmm. into the brave new America. Mm-hmm. You know when you know something, right? And then you're reminded of how yes. much you know it. That's a that's a tough place to be. And in fact, you were the one that let me know the decision had happened because you texted me and said, "We knew it was coming, but it still fucking sucks." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh no!" But you you called it. You called it absolutely. It's yeah. a totally different feeling. It is to know that it actually happened. It is. Yeah. It's just a different feeling. I we'd known about since the leak. We even kind of knew maybe it was coming last week, mm-hmm. and it just still was like it's a real gut punch, especially on a Friday. On a Friday, do if, you have if there's no there's gonna be a Lord's Day? It's Friday <laughs> for God's sake. Do you have no respect for the weekends, sirs? Yeah. Let's do that on a Monday. Do it on a Monday. Mondays already suck. Yes. Go ahead and take away our freedoms on no, a Monday. No, I know why you did it on a Friday. I know why. why? Because you didn't want to deal with it all week at your That's job. True. It's which true. should tell you that you should be double thinking this decision. Yes. <laughs> double thinking it. Seriously. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, let's talk about some... Uh, Let's talk about this a little more in detail. Yes, yes, okay. yes, please. So we talked yes. about how born in the USA means very different things, different groups of people. Absolutely. Do you think it's just a lack of critical thinking, a lack of like really looking into the meanings of things? Or how did this happen? Yeah, I do think it's purely a lack of critical thinking yeah. to begin with. But I also think that there's, I think to to live in that world where you believe these things this hard, you live in an alternate reality. Yeah. So you're yeah. able to make anything fit your narrative. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry that that isn't actually what's meant or that isn't actually why the song was written that way. You just make it fit. And then you convince everyone and that's how you move forward. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, that's that's an amazing superpower (laughs) to just be able to co-op things and make them their own without any regard for what it actually is. Yeah. But it's also why there's so many things that seem so ironic and yes. odd and yeah. off kilter because there there isn't any critical thinking there isn't any going backwards and saying well wait if i believe this then this isn't true or let's think about the thing that was said often in maybe year two of the pandemic which was uh, i don't want to wear a mask because it's my body my choice i don't want to get a vaccine because it's my body my choice the complete lack mm-hmm. of being able to relate that Mm-hmm. to reproductive rights mm-hmm. is astounding. Mm-hmm. It's still astounding. 
And and the follow up argument usually is, well, yeah, but you're talking about another life when you talk about abortion, <laughs> right? Well, right. no, no. Right, see, right, that's right, 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 see, right. you still didn't take it the step further. We're right. also talking about that when you're wearing a mask because uh-huh. pe- uh-huh. pe- people died. Yeah, we're talking people about died. other people. People yep. died. Mm-hmm. Fully formed people yeah. who are outside of a womb, not just cells, not cells, yeah. not cells. Fully conscious human beings. Fully viable. Yes. Independent. People that have their own lives. Not not attached to an umbilical cord. (laughs) Completely separate. Walking around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also, as a parent, am feeling this strongly because you, this is the same group of people who refuse to do anything about the fact that I have to send my child to school and worry that we can't keep him safe from gun violence. Right. But you want... To protect something that doesn't exist. Well, this comes to the heart of the hypocrisy, which is why I think we seized on this theme when we did. Yes. Yeah. Which is you believe in the protecting these cells, but once that baby is formed, you don't give a shit. Nope. You do not provide childcare. You do not provide healthcare costs. Like it's so expensive to have a baby. You don't provide basic safety in a public schools. You don't support public schools. Mm-hmm. You don't. Like, you don't believe in social safety nets, welfare, anything like that. You don't care about actual children. Mm -mm. Love the fetus, hate the child. Yes. It's also ironic to me that uh, there's this idea that I hear this all the time, too, like, oh, what bad parenting or or we've gotten away from American values, from the American nuclear family. And that's why kids are messed up. Which, by the way, that is not a traditional thing. Like, the things that we call tradition have only been around for a few decades and not for everyone. No. And and that's not. But so that's the argument, right? Oh, well, we have all these problems. We have gun violence because we don't have enough dads in homes. We have, you know, these are the arguments we hear. Right. But then you have someone who says, look, I'm not going to be a parent. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. I'm yeah. not going to be good at it. I'm not ready. Whatever. Right. And instead of accepting that mm-hmm. and saying, okay, you say, no, 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 you are. Yeah. But then when that's done, we're also going to judge you because you didn't do it right. Exactly. That's the heart of everything mm-hmm. and the heart of the hypocrisy. Yeah. If someone says they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. Yeah. And I know that we struggle with the word no. <laughs> and they understand, you know, I get it, but. Right. 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 Well, only if it comes from women's mouths. Right. 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 Yeah. So basically we struggle with women having independence, mm-hmm. which is why Independence Day feels like a fucking joke. Let freedom ring. <laughs> Cue uh, Lee Greenwood. Is that who does the I'm proud to be American? Mm-hmm. There's something. Is that his name? I don't know. Hazel right. something or other. Yeah. There's some dude. That song now is that song's everywhere. Now that song's in my head. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, now it's in our listeners' heads. I am I know, so, sorry. so sorry. Maybe I'll cut sorry this out. Sorry for that ear room. So earworm. sorry. So sorry. So, so sorry. But that's the thing, too, is that here's the other part of it. The reason that I struggle with 4th of July. Now, on its face, I understand that people act like the 4th of July is great. And I get it. Most people just want to drink beer and set things on fire. Yeah. That's, I guess, fine. Sure. But... My problem with it is that we're celebrating this level of nationalism that somehow indicates we're better than everyone else. It's not just about celebrating what America actually is. It is superiority to everyone else. Yeah. Like, listen... 
there's we just watched this jubilee happen for this queen, right? right? I didn't watch any of that or see any of that and feel like they were like, our queen is the best. No. Like they weren't like doing that thing that everybody does here, which is like, America or die, pussy. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. not, that's not what's happening. No. But you're right. There mm-hmm. is that level of intensity to the point where if I see someone with a flag on their house, I think that person is going to be terrible to be around. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's be, it's become so extreme. And, and it shouldn't be that way. The flag is just a symbol of our nation. It is where we live, just like the Iowa flag. It shouldn't immediately instill this horrible feeling, but mm-hmm. that's what it's become. You're right. Patriotism is now nationalism. And maybe it's always been that way, but it's especially been that way in the last maybe 20 years mm-hmm. or so. And when it's now all tied up with religion, too, it feels almost like medieval times when we used to consider kings as like chosen by God. Mm-hmm. Now we're like feeling about you know our america our country has been chosen by god and well it's all a of symbol of, of what all of this really is which is a, a society that has progressed with ideas that are hundreds of years old yes and so to me that's exactly where this patriotism goes wrong it's like we have this idea that if you go against that, you're a traitor somehow. Mm-hmm. So instead of being able to say like, that's a lot, settle yes, down. Like, yes. yeah, I'm from America too, but I don't need to be like that. Well, if you say that, you're automatically a traitor. You're you right. don't love your country. You don't you're belong right. here. You you side with other people. It's become that. Well, that's a very antiquated idea yes. to say that I'm a traitor to my country in a society that's progressed a lot further than that. You're right. There's no discourse allowed. It's, oh, no. You start saying anything uh-uh. anti, supposedly anti-American and yeah. Jesus, get out. Right. Love it or leave it. And, you know, I can tell you what, I feel strongly that there's one way that we know that we have failed and that progress is doomed. And that is when you can't have a conversation. Because yeah. the only way that new ideas come out, the only way that things get better is that when we have discussions and we understand the viewpoints of where everyone's coming from. That doesn't mean that you agree with them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to take them on. But understanding the thought process is the only place that gets us to something bigger and better. Yeah. And we're, we've just given up on that completely. Yeah. It was interesting, too. I had the good fortune, what now, six years ago, to be in Ireland for the 4th of July. And for oh, a few yeah. years, remember, I was going to different, uh, I was in Europe over the 4th of July for three consecutive years. Yeah. And it was fascinating. I bet. Just to see what they thought of America, if there was any any acknowledgement of it at all. Uh-huh. In Ireland in 2016, I remember walking into a grocery store in Dublin and there was a stand that said happy 4th of July and on it it had boxes of lucky charms um hot dog buns no hot dogs uh and there was like bags of lays potato chips and things like that and that was it and some sparklers i think there were some sparklers oh yeah there would have to be sparklers and i was like so that's that's what our holiday means because that's what we've made it mean like we've made we make everything just this weird weird very like limited view like mm-hmm. ugh, it's just such a joke it's always been a joke well we've allowed capitalism and consumerism yes. to dictate what Everything. defines us on every level and and we've forgotten that that's where things get corrupt yeah. and and no one wants to hear that no one wants to hear that their viewpoints are spurred by big business and by people that are lobbying behind your back but mm-hmm. that's what's happening that's what's happening and you're all just falling for it. Just falling for it. Mm-hmm. You're two steps away from drinking the Kool-Aid and wearing the Nikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think most of you are already there. Yeah. 
And when I say you, it's probably not you listeners. No, because I don't think you're listening now. to this. You're if, not listening to us. And in fact, us. if you're listening to this, know that you're not alone. We feel where you're Absolutely. At. In we fact, understand. that's why we wanted to come in hot this weekend yes. because we know, we know like we're all in a weird, weird emotional state, especially Absolutely. those of us. And I feel like those of us who love books mm-hmm. like we do, we have become critical thinkers and we're mm-hmm. able to see past that. And that may be sort of a blanket observation that's not, of course, accurate for everyone. But I'm going to say book lovers are the best kind of people. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they want to ban books? Exactly. Because it stunts critical thinking. Exactly. Anytime someone wants to stunt your critical thinking. That's a Yeah, you got to know. That's a problem. That's I mean, you if you look at history, that's where it always starts. Mm-hmm. It starts with books and ideas. It starts with controlling women's bodies. It, mm-hmm. This is a thing. But, you know. We've talked about this for a long time. We were always hysterical. So God, we are so hysterical. So hysterical. We are nuts. You got to calm down. You're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. It's not That's gonna not going to happen. Mm-mm. Just Mm-mm. everything's going to be fine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just a political candidate. It, it, he won't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. No, never mind that I'm watching a news story at the same time that's talking about how uh, childbirth women dying in childbirth has gone up in the last two years, mm-hmm. like an enormous amount, mm-hmm. which is absurd. In, as we're moving into 2023, that yes. we still have women that are dying during childbirth, And there's going to be more because... More and more and more and more. Without abortion, more women are going to die. Mm-hmm. And more women are going to die trying to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. And we are going to spend enormous amounts of money trying to figure out how to enforce this and trying to change all these laws when instead we could put that into good medical care in yes. areas that don't have that we could actually solve problems with this money yes. but instead what we're going to do is create a whole bunch that just we have to unravel for years and years and years and yeah years. and it's going to further entrench all the unfair systems in our system i mean it's going to further entrench racism it's going to mm-hmm. further entrench homophobia i mean and we know you know as good old clarence thomas told us this is not the end they're coming no. for us no in all these other ways mm-hmm. so yeah it's it just feels like time travel and it, and you got to ask yourself some questions if you're a female and now you're you're riled up and you're ready you know we've got this a uh, this roe v wade issue now what are they going to do they're going to do something else because we're distracted they got us yeah. effectively distracted yeah. yep so that they can do something else and that's what's sad about it is yeah. that women keep having to take up a fight that we've already finished and we're so exhausted mm-hmm. from having to fight all of this and still dealing with all the inequities that our society has with women mm-hmm and that is on purpose keeping Mm -hmm. us exhausted keeping us sad Mm -hmm. one thing you can do is you know especially those that might have resources there's places you can donate there's places you can support Mm -hmm. there's ways to get involved i'll include a few links in the show notes if you're feeling particularly unsure of what to do next yes yeah and keep reading Yes, keep reading. That's a big one too. Keep reading. And all the things, you know, I I know that we sometimes talk about it feels you can feel small. You can feel like what so you do small. doesn't matter. Yeah. And but every little bit does matter and every little bit helps. And even if you make yourself a well rounded person so that you can pass that on to someone else, you're starting to help the next generation and the next generation and the next mm-hmm. generation. Like there is work to be done and there are ways to do it even when it feels insurmountable and ridiculous. I think that's one way I've been able to sort of get out of the funk is to focus on uh, some of that smaller stuff, that individual stuff, like helping women here in Iowa Mm -hmm. through the Iowa Abortion Access Front or other things like that. Because 
whether or not it's true, it feels like some of these things, state government, national government, it's f- so out of our control Yes, that by focusing on actual women who need some help, it might feel good both for yourself as well as being able to help the cause. Mm-hmm. We'll keep reading. We'll keep, you know, talking about this stuff. In fact, you know, hypocrisy is everywhere. It's it is. not just it about reproductive rights. No, it's, it's not, not just about religion and government. No. Those are two prime examples. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's something that I think about too in terms of hypocrisy. We're really railing on it here with Roe v. Wade, but do you think it's entirely possible to live as a human and not be a hypocrite on no, some level? No. I think that even unintentionally. Yeah. You know, I mean, because what we believe is not always going to match up with our behavior just mm-hmm. on a very small scale. Like just to we're not always looking to go into social gatherings and start a fight. So sometimes we'll ignore the Mm -hmm. things that we believe or the things that we feel strongly about just to get out of an uncomfortable social situation. Absolutely. That can be seen as hypocrisy. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like being a parent is (laughs) 95% hypocrisy. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's just so many things that, you know, there's so many times where you're like, no, I I want better for you. I understand what it looks like over here, but Mm -hmm. I want better for you. And Mm -hmm. I I think that that's the, the, the trick with hypocrisy, right, is that it's something we can fling at everyone. Well, everyone's yeah. a hypocrite. But yeah. what we're really talking about is hypocrisy on the level where you're standing strong yeah. in a belief that is so clearly false. Yeah. And or that on the other side, you so clearly don't believe. You right. haven't taken the steps. It's like you've gotten to A, but you don't understand that there's all the way to Z. Mm-hmm. And so you just and you don't, don't care. Yeah, you don't care. You're yeah. just taking, you're just standing in that one thing. Yeah. It's like standing in, I don't know, like an example would be like standing in front of a Four Seasons landscaping place (laughs) and acting like you planned for it to be there. Right. As opposed to just admitting and saying, look, I, we shouldn't be here. I thought, I thought this was a Four Seasons hotel. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Just like blind, blind, blind faith. Do you think it's hypocritical to fart in a public hearing and then just sort of let everyone think it's the girl next to you? I think that's probably the most <laughs> human thing Rudy Giuliani's ever done. That's probably true. I mean, yeah. how is that not relatable? Have right. we not We're all farted in that. a situation we yes. shouldn't have? I mean, it's all, it's happened for all of us. Yes. I think the most hypocritical thing is then to turn around and act like, you know, you're what? the best thing since sliced Yeah, bread, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. When your face is melting. Right. I was going to say that seemed more <laughs> to say... The symbolism of having your face melt off while yeah. you're trying to perpetuate that the, the election was yeah. stolen <laughs> feels like... It's m- like your body is trying to communicate outside of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like your body knows you were a straight up liar. If I was a very devout religious person, yeah. I would say that was a sign from God. <gasps> like the Holy like Spirit was, was melting. Yeah. yeah. It was melting in front of you because yeah. he's a hypocrite. <laughs> also, real quick. You want me to believe in a cause and get behind you and get so worked up, but you had time to do whatever you did. Spray tan your, your face, spray your face. I don't know what it was that you did, but you had time to do that. So yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. that worked up. Nope. Why do I need to be that worked up? Yeah. Because I can think back to some high crisis times in my life and I can tell you the last thing I was worried about was spraying something on my face or hair. Yeah, I wasn't worried about gray hair. And not because I was like, oh gosh, it might melt off in front of everyone because it just didn't occur to me. Yeah. You got yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about anyone else, but I've never been more scared than when I realized that there are times that Rudy Giuliani's drunk and gives advice. Yeah. Because Rudy Giuliani's sober is not great. No. So drunk 
real bad. Unless he's like one of those people where it's the opposite. You're like, you got to get him drunk. That's when all of his good ideas come out. <laughs> okay, but it's really Giuliani. That's no. not the case. They probably come out like, what if we built a gate out of gold and kept everyone out? And then you could only get in if you had more gold to add to the gate. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll call that a border. <laughs> Done. I was trying to remember the other day. I was like, was there a time when he was respected? And vaguely, I right? Think, I think so. Like late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Not everyone agreed with his politics, but he seemed to be at least a somewhat decent human being. Maybe not decent, a human being. I think now what we not have there is is the, is the uh, the va- vanilla ice effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. was a time yeah. where you could have ridden that and been something, but uh-huh. instead you went a different direction, right? And then that that you became what you became. Yeah. Like there was a time where everyone thought you were great, vanilla ice, and then you were like, <laughs> no, my song goes dun 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 dun, and everyone was like, oh, okay, well, shoot, now you ruined that party anthem. And then they gave up. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the same idea. If he would have just kept going on, you know, just being who he was, like cutting ribbons and being like, I'm not that involved in politics. I'm not that smart. <laughs> things would have been fine. But instead, here we are. I remember one of the first signs of realizing, like, oh, there's something wrong with him is when he was saying that Hillary Clinton wasn't there, like in the September 11th response, but there was an actual photo of her and him, like walking in New York streets during yeah. that time. It was like, huh. That's another good sign of hypocrisy when you're confronted with like a full on fact. Right. Like, this is just facts. Right. And you're like, no. Yeah. No. That's not true. No. Listen, I know that you've been told that the world is round. It's yeah. not. I have, I have. I've driven to the edge and I've fallen <laughs> off and coming back. So where do you think the edge of the world is? Is it like, you know, the Rocky Mountains? Like it's just on the other side. Maybe California is not real. I Maybe think it's a myth. Yeah, yeah. I think for Rudy Giuliani, the edge of the earth is like Newark. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, all of the rest of the country is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why he had gas because you bring him to Washington, D.C. And he's like, I didn't even know that the world, that the United <laughs> States was this big. Where am I? This travel is doing dangerous to my gut oh my gosh and if there's one thing i can relate to it's travel gut oh man i do too but i don't want to relate to him no i don't either. on any level on any level no i do hope that i would be the type of person that if i farted on tv i would just own it and be like sorry i'm very nervous unless i was sitting next to him and i'd be like oh my god did you well, hear what he just all, did we would all have to blame it on him and everyone <laughs> would believe it everyone everyone see there's still some good things in the world we can always laugh at rudy giuliani yeah that's true we can always laugh at snl clips yes there's still some beauty in the world you sent me a wonderful clip this week of lizzo Uh, carpool carpool karaoke i don't think she understands how much she's helping our mental health no i don't think so either she's a great example did a whole concert and said she's donating every proceed to helping women get abortions that don't have access i mean just a stand-up person. A stand-up person. And there's so many delightful things in that clip, too. Yeah. Just wonderful. There was one moment where she said, listen, I got to admit to you, this thong is riding up my ass. Yes. And then she had to remove it from her ass. And she said, I feel like I can breathe now. Or like, I feel like my yeah. brain is working. That's relatable. Like, That's so relatable. You know what else I loved was that at the very beginning, she was so delighted. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm this popular that yes. my, we can sing my songs on Carepool. Like, that was the level. That is pretty cool. Carepool karaoke yeah. was like, meant she made it. Also, second favorite part is when he gave her the flute. And she said, oh, look at this, a beginner yes. flute. <laughs> she's like, fine. I, yeah, I can deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. And where she got her name. I'm so great, I didn't too. know that. I didn't that either. was so cool. Yeah. 
It's a great. You need to watch anyway, it. It's I'll, I'll include that clip. Yes. For do. your mental health, listeners. Yes. It's a good one. Well, well, what do you think? I think we should, should talk about picks. some books. Yeah. 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 Cuz as we said, reading is always We have lots of us. examples of hypocrisy. Oh boy, do we. Let's talk about some books with let's hypocrisy. Do it. Let's do it. Yes. So my fiction pick mm-hmm. is called The Town of Babylon, mm. and it's by Alejandro Varela, mm-hmm. and it came out earlier this year. Mm. And Andres has come home to his suburban hometown because of his dad's health. And he's also escaping New York a bit because his husband is just admitted to cheating on him. Ugh. So while he's home, he can't find a good enough excuse to skip his 20-year high school reunion. So he goes. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I know. So he goes. And he, he finds not only his old friends, but also kind of who he used to be, right? He was sort of popular. He was always sort of cheery. But that reminds him he was also sort of hiding who he was. Uh-huh. So it's this very strange dissonance of like, Realizing who they think you are versus who you are. Mm-hmm. He also runs into his old boyfriend and has to feel that heartbreak all over again. So after the reunion and for a few weeks after, he connects with some of these people that he hasn't connected with in a long time. He visits an old friend that's now in a mental hospital. He also meets an old bully that's very homophobic. But now he runs an evangelical church. God has saved him, Aaron. Oh, no. And he runs into his old boyfriend. Mm. And all while this, he's also dealing with his brother's death that he's never really dealt with. Mm. Along the way, he's looking at his hometown with new eyes. His parents came here from El Salvador and Colombia to start an American life. And they found impossible pressures um, that they then sort of passed on to their kids. And Andres escaped. He escaped into academic life. He's a professor of public health now. He escaped to New York. He escaped to married life. But he finds the town and his family still affects him hugely. So there's a lot that happens here. A lot of those different connections, a lot of those different sort of realizations about your own family, your own history. Um, It's a great story written beautifully, lots of love and humor and truth. And I chose it for this theme because I think it contends directly with the American dream. We've talked about the American dream before. We've had a whole episode Mm -hmm. about it. I feel like that is one of the examples of hypocrisy that we don't often align between Mm -hmm. the two of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, It's that idea of freedom, of wealth, of fairness, Mm -hmm. which, as all the characters show in the book, is just impossible. It's an impossible dream, and yet we still judge people by that dream, especially immigrants. If Mm -hmm. immigrants don't achieve the American dream, it's their own fault. Right. And it breeds this sort of sense of competition. Like his parents are chastising other ethnic groups in the town for not trying hard enough or not persisting in the face of all this bullshit. So there's this sort of like, I got to make it and I got to step on everyone else to do it. Because only one of us is going to be allowed into this American dream kind Uh of thing, which just makes your life miserable. Yes. And beyond his family, Andres sees his old classmates in New Lights too. Like that homophobic bully he was the kid of a hyper-masculine abuser and an immigrant who passed that on to his son as a way of being American. And that old friend in the hospital, her parents faced redlining when they were trying to move anywhere and could only live in this town. And his brother, he was failed by public health and just the complete lack thereof. So we get the sense that all of our systems are just broken and that capitalism is broken and based off a hypocritical dream. And I mean, that dream wasn't meant for anyone besides white men. Mm-hmm. And but we're still saying 
that it should be applying to everyone 200 plus years later Mm -hmm. and we're all chasing it especially people that come from other countries and it just breaks us Mm because it's all hypocritical and wrong Mm -hmm. and like i said it's it's very it's an enjoyable read um there's a lot of really weighty stuff in it Mm -hmm. but things that you're going to either recognize or things that you're going to be like oh man i never thought of it that way before it's really eye-opening but also relatable Mm -hmm. just the idea of like i can't find an excuse to not go to this reunion yeah that's a tough one that made me think of a business idea oh yeah Okay, we had the relationship thing. Yes. What if we had an excuse hotline? <gasps> we could offer services if you needed oh, us to man. show up in person to give you an excuse. Yes. If you need us to call. If you need a written note. If you need a written note. Will if those you need written... something staged. Right. We have an, a bunch of actors at the ready. Oh, man. Can you imagine, like, we would have our own acting repertoire of just people ready to act out scenarios to get you out of uncomfortable things. It would be amazing. Yeah. So great. Can you think of the brainstorming sessions we'd have? They'd be so fun. How are we getting them out of this? This is how. <laughs> I can't. I and mean, maybe like there's a premium paid for like, oh shit, I've got a date in 60 minutes. I need to get out of this. Yes. Help me right now. Right now. Yes. An on-demand service. Yes. You're going to pay a premium, but we'll get your results. Yes. Feels like a good little offshoot. We've got a terrible holiday function that I don't want to attend. I thought it was a good idea. It's not. Yeah. I realized I'm 20 minutes away. I'm in my car. What do I do? (laughs) What do I do? Or people who are at events and need to exit. Oh, things went awry. Yes. I mean, obviously, like, you know, the bad date scenario. But like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm at a corporate function. I'm at a work picnic. I'm at a family reunion. Mm -hmm. Help me get out of here because no one's letting me escape yes 100 percent. oh man Uh uh-huh we would make a lot of money with that so much money but more importantly we would help so many people so many people and it would never come back on them we would make sure yes complete in and out complete you only get our name and number through referral yes like an assassin yeah so we have to know where you got it from and if we trust that person as a client Uh uh-huh Otherwise, uh-huh. we just deny we don't do that. We don't know who that person is. Yeah. We would test it out on our closest friends. Obviously. And then they would start singing the praises. Yes. Of us. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And pretty soon, we would be known around the world. Yes. As the excuse masters. The extraction team. Whoa, yes. Mm-hmm. Would our titles be like chief extraction officer? We have no titles. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We, you didn't see us. You didn't hear us. We don't exist. We have no hierarchy. There's no hierarchy. You don't even know who's involved. Oh, my God. I may or may not. I may have thought of this. I might not be. I might just be <laughs> secretly advertising it. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. The point is you don't know me and don't pretend you do. Exactly. Extraction team. Which now means that once we start that business, we're going to have to come back to this episode and cut this portion. Yep. So, listeners, you heard time. it here first. Yeah. If this is if you're in the first week after release, yeah. Yeah. good for you. Good for you. After that, this is this gone. This never happened. This is gone. Mm-hmm. We'll just slither away into the night. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know why we're slithering, but we're we're no, escaping I mean, into the night because we're. I, I thought you team. were just going very cushioned. We're Adam, Eve, snakes. <laughs> you know, we're yes, yes, yeah. I was. Yep, okay. totally. Okay. Yeah, that's what we I are thought. the snakes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, my pick this week, it's it's an it's an oldie but a goodie. Ooh. It's from nineteen ninety eight. What? Yes. Yeah. It's called the Poisonwood Bible. 
by oh, Barbara Kingsolver. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I. Oh man, I remember this one. Really enjoy her writing, and I always have. I think she has a very poetic way of writing. Um, I've I love some of her nonfiction pieces as much as this one, but this one really spoke to me this week, um, especially about the theme of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So in the book, it's 1959, and Nathan Price is a Baptist minister, and he decides that his calling is to spread religion to the heart of the Congo. Mm-hmm. They need to be saved. Ugh. And so he drags his wife and four daughters there to help save the souls. <laughs> and the story is told from each of the women's viewpoints. So the mom, Orlina, accepts the move. She doesn't buck the system because she never does. That's not her role. Rachel, who's 15, is very angry, very resentful that she's leaving her teen life, but she's going along. Then we have Leah, who's 14 and excited. She is her father's daughter. She believes everything he says. She believes everything he does. She's in it wholeheartedly. Leah has a twin, Ada, who was born disabled and mute and is cynical, but a very good and astute observer. Mm -hmm. So she kind of has a better viewpoint of everyone else. She can see things a little bit differently. And then we have Ruth May, who's five. So excited because that's what five-year-olds do, Mm -hmm. but also nervous. Like this is new and different and you know, five-year-olds don't like change. The one thing they have in common, though, is that they all think that when they go there, they're going to be superior. They're yeah. the ones with the answers. Yes. They're the ones with the plan. Yes. They've got this. No problem. Right. Very quickly, though, it's obvious that this whole voyage is ill-fated and they're all ill-suited for this. Nathan takes no time to understand the land, the culture, anything. He just thinks he's bringing this saving grace in and that they should all be worshiping him for it. Mm-hmm. He tries to grow vegetables and fruit in areas that will <laughs> not bear right. vegetables and fruit. He tries to conduct <laughs> baptisms. by force of will alone. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. conducts baptism in bodies of water where people have died from crocodile attacks. So, shocker, no one else wants to get in the water. Mm-hmm. And it just gets so much more worse and more dangerous. And it keeps upping the ante. And even in the face of all this and all the facts that are presenting him for him to take a beat and slow down he will not they're wrong and the answer is Christianity and that is it yes there is no other way there's nothing else that fits there's no way to have a discussion there's no way to have a consensus this is what's right even when leaders and villagers say we didn't want you Mm -hmm. we don't care we don't need this we are happy with what we we have good thank you sir yeah he's not gonna hear that no no, because he's got the answers and he's right. And ultimately, in all situations, Nathan knows best of because course. he's a soldier of God. So I loved this book when I read it, but I love it more today in the sense that it's a great metaphor for our country and what's happening now. No one is taking the time to communicate or understand each other. They're just steadfast in their own creative beliefs. This is what's best for you without taking into the fact that there is nuance in every situation that there are circumstances and situations that call for different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. None of that is ever considered. Also, what I love about this is that if you look up reviews at the time in 1998, there were so many males that were outraged, most of them white Christian males, because they thought that this whole entire book was hypocritical. What? Yeah. I mean, insane. The amount Wait, how did they... What connections did they make that it was hypocritical? They were calling out the author, Barbara King Solver, because they said basically she was writing a book against white Christian males. 
she said they said you are make you're lumping us all together and making us sound like we're all hypocrites and we all just believe this one thing and that we would force it down everyone's throat and you're not really understanding that it you know there's there's uh all these bad things are happening in the Congo, you know, that they believe in genital mutilation. They believe in genocide. So how can you say that they don't need Christianity? And her point is proven right there. Right. It's not the, that's not the answer. That's not what the discussion's even about. Also, it just reminded me so much of the fact that people can read something and decide that that, like, Obviously, something about that struck with you because you're so scared that this is going to turn someone that you feel like you have to silence it, which tells me that there's some truth to it or you see something in it you don't want to see. Definitely. Because otherwise, it's just a book. Some people are going to read it. Some people aren't. It's a and different that's viewpoint. What, that's what everyone who's trying to ban books, that's their yes. whole thing. Yeah. And you can tell it hits too close somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It hits, the argument's too valid or yes. too factual. Yes. And they can't have it. So I like it because the argument about it is about hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to fit. But particularly now when we have this idea that whatever you think is the best for everyone. And if you take two beats that just doesn't make sense no matter what i mean if you're a white male then that applies correct right yeah that's what i mean yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so two thoughts one (laughs) um it was either this week or last week i shared with you a book of mormon clip yes and this feels very similar of course book of mormon is very comedic it's Mm -hmm. very it's played for laughs but it's very much about this about Mm -hmm. the sort of audacity of these people with no knowledge of a specific region just going in and be like, I'm here to save y'all. Right. Here we go. Here's what you should know. Yeah. And then being like, well, no, no. No, that's not. No. That's not cool. No. Also, Andrew Reynolds is delightful. He is. Yeah. So delightful. My second point was I remembered uh, reading that and I loved how she did each of the daughter's voices so mm-hmm. distinctly different. And it was such an enjoyable read in that way because you felt so close to that person, Mm -hmm. whether you liked what you were hearing or not. Mm -hmm. um, I just really liked her writing style there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think she's a beautiful writer. She's written a lot of really poetic pieces. And I would I would guess by other things I've read from her, I guess I haven't done that research specifically, but I would guess that she's a faithful person just by some of her other writings. Yeah, yeah. which is, is even more brave in a way. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting because I have a lot of respect for people that say, no, I, I have a faith, but I don't feel like it needs to be used like that. Yes. Yeah, the ability to still think critically mm-hmm. when you believe strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, That powerful. I have a lot of respect for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But. Great pick. Yeah. On the nose. It's a good one. Yeah. It's worth a revisit, even if you read it before. If you didn't, if you missed it, it's a good one. That's hilarious about mm-hmm. the reviews. That sounds so Yeah. So it was right. like some website called like the Brothers Judd or something. And I'm not <laughs> lying. That was like this really long blog like post. The Judd sisters? Like the like yeah, Winona Judd? It was like two car- caricatures of their faces. It was something. Oh, my. And I started reading. I went way down a rabbit hole. And I was like, this is great. Like, this is just... <laughs> Everything I needed to read right now to reaffirm why you're the worst. Oh, mm-hmm. Trolls existed back in 1998. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for my nonfiction pick, it may seem like a stretch. It's not. Okay. It's called The Lonely Hunter, How the Search for Love is Broken. Oh. This came out earlier this year. It's mm-hmm. by Amy Lutkin. Okay. It's mostly memoir, but it's also a bit essay, a bit cultural criticism. There's a lot going on in here. So it starts with Amy, the author, in her early 30s living in New York. 
She's feeling financially secure for the first time in her life. Mm. She's got her own place. She's feeling good. Mm -hmm. And she goes to a dinner party uh, around New Year's. And everyone there is coupled up. So, of course, at some point over the evening, the questions start coming. What's up with your love life? Mm -hmm. And she says, pretty matter-of-factly, like, I don't really know if I'm going to date anyone ever again. Like, some people are just alone forever. Of course, everyone rushes to assure her. No, no, no. It's going to happen. It's going to come. You have to stop looking for it and it will come. You have to work on yourself first and it will come. Everything. And maybe a lot of you haven't heard this, but I've heard this multiple times. Like when you're alone. She never said she wanted to and couldn't find someone. She just said, I'm not going to. She just had the, the, she said that maybe it's not going to happen for me. And she didn't say that's okay, but I think that's that where was she the, was at. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it was not okay, okay. to everyone mm-hmm. else. Okay? Sure, of course. So what happens then is Amy leaves feeling kind of pitied, feeling kind of hurt, mm. feeling kind of confused, like, shit, do I have this all wrong? Mm-hmm. So she writes an essay on this topic, particularly about loneliness, the difference between loneliness and being alone, uh-huh. which is a distinction I've long, like, yeah thought should be much more separate right yeah and why we are so uncomfortable around singleness and Uh. why we have so much pressure to couple up and why our life is incomplete if you don't have a person so this essay takes off and lots of people are writing her in support like oh my god this is totally it this is how i feel and also there's a lot of trolls and it kind of gets to her So she embarks on an experiment in the new year. And that experiment is she's going to see, maybe I've been missing out. Maybe I can renew my search for love. And maybe all of these things that people promise love will bring will come my way. (laughs) Yikes. So she first falls down the rabbit hole of working on yourself, which means joining a gym. Mm. Go doing the whole 30 thing oh, like no. going full on no. diet culture no falling down the wellness oh, route no. too okay and she finds she's spending so much money so much time trying to create this new body that then she might feel it could be loved okay oh. then she decides after you know losing some weight after doing all of this she decides to practice dating and she sets herself a goal of two dates a week which when she said that, Whoa. I felt nauseous. <laughs> that is so many. So many. I thought you were going to say a month and I thought no. that was a lot. A Two week? dates That's a week. eight times a month. Yes. That's 104 days. Most of them just In first dates. That's absurd. So, but she sets her goal to it. Go, okay. She decides. Okay. okay. So she's meeting men and women of all kinds But just a couple are of interest to her. Okay. And a couple are, you know, feeling interest as well. Um, But she continues, you know, for a long time, months into years of doing this. What? During that time, she falls in love with somebody, but she gets hurt because of mismatched expectations. Oh, no. So then it just, it's this whole other, like, rabbit hole of, like, wait, did I open myself up just to get hurt Hurt? more? Yeah. Did I, like, learn nothing from this Uh, dating experiment? No. And along the way that she's doing this, though, she's also thinking and researching about what dating really is. Like, what is dating? dating and why we believe that love is going to satisfy all of our needs right why we are encouraged especially as women to leave our friendships behind and prioritize love Mm -hmm. and why marriage is ultimately a business arrangement which you have said before Uh that we pretend is so much more and we Mm -hmm. invest so much more in it Mm -hmm. and why we as a society are reporting more loneliness than ever Mm -hmm. 
So, like I said, it's a mix of so many things. The memoir aspect, those like, you know, critical ideas and thinking. It's fascinating. It's relatable. There's some really funny parts. Some of those dates that she relates are very relatable. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I felt some of that. And it's very heartfelt, too. And I chose it for this theme because I think that when you're not in a couple, you see how much of society is predicated on being a couple. Yeah. And I see this all the time. And when someone is living outside of you know the norm of coupledom you often get a lot of pity like she gets a lot of pity yeah. and the assumption that you must be terribly lonely he must be so lonely but I know from my own experience like I don't feel lonely the only thing I really feel is the financial pressure of living by myself the financial sure, yeah. pressure of like it's hard to live on your own especially in this economy it's hard to afford it it's hard to like plan for potential emergencies it's, sure. it's hard to do all of that yet the concern is always about you won't be lonely forever or you know all of those things like you're gonna lo- find love because you're not looking for it anymore or maybe just work on yourself kind of stuff when actually, like, I found myself, I'm way more lonely in relationships than anywhere else. Yeah. And I think that that misbelief, you know, on a on a larger scale, it hurts all of us. Mm-hmm. Because we're told continually that our partners have to be our friends, our lovers, our financial partners, all of that. And that is way too much expectation. Mm-hmm. And it sets us up to fail. It's probably a big reason why so many marriages do fail. Mm-hmm. And it makes us isolated from friends and community. And we're all kind of worse for it. Um, she do- she talks a lot about isolation and how our current society, especially just over the last like two decades, how we have so much more connection online, but that has res- that is also accompanied like a lack of like communal support and a right. lack of community and yeah. lack of like actual social groups and things like that. Uh-huh. And a lot of that is related to capitalism and this weird American dream that you have yeah. that we have. Sure. This also made me think a lot about religion and the mm-hmm. hypocrisy there where religion says marriage is the only place for romance and sex and intimacy and all the things. Mm-hmm. And outside marriage you are a trashy whore. <laughs> <laughs> And a heathen. Uh, you are. A heathen. Trashy whore. That's what it was making me think when thinking about this idea of hypocrisy when you're talking is this idea of, and it happens all the time, that couples somehow think that they have this all figured out. And yes. Like, but I know so many people that are so much worse off or so mm-hmm. much more mentally unhealthy in a relationship yeah. than they are on their own. So what is it exactly that yeah. we all have figured out? You know? And I think we're all struggling with this expectation yeah. that, mm-hmm. no, we found what we were looking for. We found love. We found marriage. So we should be happy because this is the end all be all that our society has told us. But in fact, oh shit, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think we're bad at, at, at even even though we want to say that we're, you know, have progressed past that that nuclear family idea, I don't think that we have underneath everything. All yeah. I think that that's still a held belief where we can't look at something and say, well, you know, that relationship looks different than mine, so there's no way it works. Yeah. It very well might. I mean, there's just so many ways to live in this world and none of them are the exact answer for yes. everyone which is really at the heart of hypocrisy is yes. to say this works for me so it so must it works work for everyone, everyone. exactly yeah. it is really interesting too because she gets in some like she goes on some dates with people who are polyamorous or in other relationships so she explores a little bit of like are relationships outside of the defined norm like are they sustainable? Mm. Are they, you know, are they, are people in them happier in some way? Have they figured it out? And she kind of goes back and forth on whether or not that's mm-hmm. the case. Um, but she also talks too about, uh, 
like at the end, she's thinking like, look, I've laid out a lot of problems. COVID-19 has exacerbated a lot of them. What could we do to help it? And she lays out a lot of things that we would need to do a lot of social work for, you know, building a community more, building social communities, but also like helping and prioritizing chosen families too. Not just Mm. saying like, you know, that legal and uh, financial precedence is given to marriage, but maybe also can we fold chosen families into that? Can we fold, you Mm -hmm. know, friendships? Can we fold some of that to take the pressure Mm. off of marriage? So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's amazing. I like that. Well, mine is also a little bit maybe of a curveball in terms of hypocrisy, but uh, it's called Things You Can Do, How to Fight How to Fight Climate Change and Reduce Waste. Oh, shit. And it's by Eduardo Garcia, who's the author, and it was illustrated by Sarah uh, Baccaccini-Meadows. Sorry, I probably slaughtered that second name. Um, and it just came out in April this year, 2022. Wow. Uh, he might sound familiar because his New York Times column, One Thing You Can Do, won him a lot of awards. He's an award-winning climate journalist. So the reason I picked it this week is because I feel sometimes like a hypocrite when I get really worked up about something, but Mm -hmm. then there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, I I don't know where to go next. Climate change is one of those areas I feel like that. Like, I know that it's a problem, but I don't know how to work that into my daily life sometimes. Or it feels like too big of a task. And then that makes me feel like a hypocrite. Like, I understand it, but then I'm not willing to make changes or, you know, something. So this book, it's not lecture-based. It's not inaccessible. It's just super easy to follow and helps with that feeling of dread that we all face when we don't know where to start. It's just simple ideas. And it's almost like tiered. Like at the back, he actually has illustrations that are like, if you're worried about this, here's like a small thing to do all the way down to like big things to do. Um, He has a quote right in the beginning of the book that says, the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. (laughs) And that's by Robert Swan, who was a British explorer. And his point at the beginning is that, and he, you might have heard of this. There's a parable about the hummingbird trying to put out a fire. Have you ever heard that? Nope. So the hummingbird is sucking up like little tiny bits of water because it's a hummingbird, right? Right. And trying to save this forest. And everybody in the forest is like, what are you doing? And the hummingbird's like, well, if we all do something, we can get there, right? So it's that idea, you know, on a simple level of, yeah, it feels like the tiniest little thing you're doing, but he really gives statistics to say, if we all did this one thing, this is how much impact it would have. If we all did this one thing, this is how much impact that would have. So it gets away from the idea that's up to the government and that it's too big for each individual to get involved. Like, let's get rid of that. Our government isn't going to fix it. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we elect. It's not going to happen. We've seen how that works on a lot of levels with a lot of social change, and it doesn't. Yeah. But what I loved about it is there's stuff in there that you've probably heard before, you know, simple things that we that we probably all know now. But there was also other things that I just didn't know or it hadn't occurred to me. Like he talks about how new building construction, they should all be made with revolving doors because revolving doors are actually, A, an energy saver, and it actually helps – circulate air warm and cold so it cuts down on energy costs and there was a statistic in there about how if so many buildings had revolving doors how much that would help oh my god never would have occurred to me nope and he said that's you know if you see a revolving door you should be using it okay um another one that just very recently i changed because i i didn't realize this so 
recycling is sort of this mystified thing, right? Yeah. We put stuff in the recycling. We're like, I don't know if that's recyclable or right. not. One of the big ones is laundry detergent bottles. That blows my mind that those aren't recyclable. Like, I, I still can't get on board with how that happened, but they're not. Most of them are not. Uh. We also know that traditionally we're paying for a lot of water in a laundry detergent bottle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they thin it out with water. So he talks about that, about different ideas. And one of the things that I found that I had actually started a couple months ago, um, and you know, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to promote a product. It's called Drops. It's D-R-O-P-P-S. Okay. And it's laundry detergent. You order it online and it comes like the Tide Pods. Yeah. Except that it's completely, like it completely dissolves. It comes in a completely recyclable cardboard case and you get so many in this tiny, like the size of a piece of paper. They send it to your house. They also have fabric softener. They have little bleach tabs. They have um, dishwasher detergent. They just came out with hand soap where you buy glass bottles that you just put this pod in when you're out of soap and it dissolves and then it makes foaming soap. Oh my God. It's amazing. And I will tell you, I have used it and it works. The laundry detergent is great. Like my concern was like, well, does it clean? You know, you're always kind of worried. Uh And I found it to be, they have coupons everywhere. You can subscribe and save. It's one of the things I hated buying at the grocery store because like one yes. more thing, it takes up room. You can't recycle it. It's like I'm well, constantly yeah, I changing didn't realize out. you couldn't recycle it. So that makes me, yeah. Yeah. It's like a big waste then. It's Yeah. And this is, it's amazing. And it, and it works great. I, you know, I bought a cute little jar to put by my washing machine. I keep them in there and it's been wonderful. So. Oh, you organized. I did. That you know sounds me. wonderful. Yeah. 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 And I like, I like getting the box is very compact. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those where you're like, oh my gosh, I got all this waste when I did this online shop, you know. So I really thought that that was an area where it just took a little bit of digging for me to find something like that. Or sometimes it's just a matter of finding out. I had no idea those weren't recyclable until like two months ago. And then I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's just a dumb thing. I just didn't know. And how wasteful that companies then still do that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, that's an option. Um, He talks about online shopping because I thought, okay, we're talking a lot about how aviation and trucks are contributing, you know, to gas emissions and all of those things. And he said that if you are, if you're able to walk or ride your bike to store and you would actually do that, that that's the best. But if you're going to drive to a store, you are better doing online shopping because of your that one vehicle is then transporting to all those places yeah, yeah. as opposed to all those vehicles going separately. Oh. Furthermore, it reduces your waste and consumerism because we all know if we go to the store in person, Absolutely. we buy You're buying more, so much right? more, yeah. yeah. So, and then like he gave ideas, which, you know, like you can get your uh, groceries delivered in paper bags because I didn't realize the plastic bags aren't yeah. recyclable. I mean, you know, there's so many things that... Oh, that's so great. I've been doing that mostly out of laziness, but now I'm like, right. I'm helping the climate. Right, yeah. That's awesome. It's something, yeah, that is actually... You know, he actually gives the t- yeah. statistics. Um, so this kind of blew my mind. There was a, a statistic in there that in the U.S., waste management services collect 35.7 million U.S. tons. That's 218 pounds per person Ugh. of plastic every year. And only 9% of that is recycled. And for comparison, about 40% of the 73 pounds of plastic packaging that are discarded by the average EU citizen gets recycled. So they consume way less plastic, but they're also better at recycling it. So it's just something, you know, when you start to think about those simple things, we have some of those processes in place. We just don't use them. Yeah. He talks about aluminum. 
you know, you if you have the option to buy, if you buy pop, aluminum is better than the plastic bottles. If you, glass is a good choice too, but we know mm-hmm. that isn't usually sold. But, yeah. you know, that kind of, I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I That's really didn't great. think about that. Yeah. Um, I learned this fact when Mike and I have gone to Hawaii a couple times that sunscreen has very damaging effects on our ecosystem. I just read something about that like two weeks ago. I had no idea. And I only knew because in Hawaii, it's like they won't let you use sunscreen that isn't safe. Because in Hawaii, they are very dedicated to keeping their land and all of their ecosystems, nature, everything working correctly. And it's beautiful there for a reason. And they they will only allow you to use reef-safe sunscreen. And it's the same idea... like that we should be doing here because that stuff gets on our water yeah and while we're not saving reefs necessarily in iowa you are saving wildlife by making sure that they're not ingesting that things i didn't know um he talked about like the little microbeads that come in our face wash and stuff yeah those are those don't break down uh and animals sometimes ingest them and they're made of stuff that they shouldn't be ingesting them in the water i mean there's just so many things um Talked about menstrual options. Uh-huh. They talked about the library, how that's, you know, your best source. If not, you know, if you can make sure your books are on recycled paper, that's great. E-readers are good to a point, but there's also a lot of um, problems with how they're produced, of yeah. course. Paperless billing, like that simple. Make sure you're signed up for that. Electronic receipts. Don't ever take, what do you need a receipt yeah, for ever? Yeah. And then junk mail. He had some places in there. I didn't know. You can get online and opt out of junk mail offers oh, so God, that you I stop that. getting some of yeah. that, that paper stuff. So there was all, and that's just a little, some of them that jumped out to me. There's With the tons. period stuff, did he recommend like, you know, period products and underwear and things like that? Yeah, that he better? said, yeah. yeah, like the cups or the, yeah. um, like you and I have talked about the period underwear, yeah. which I'm a huge fan of. Huge fan. Love it. Um, and he talked about like organic okay. uh, menstrual options now, yeah. you know, but some of that we started talking about just because we've learned all the chemicals that are put into some of those products which we are then putting in our body that Mm -hmm. no one ever really talks about yeah cool 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 yeah so there's it's got so many things in there i loved the way that it was written it's got beautiful illustrations but it's so accessible it takes no time he also has a lot of sections that explain just how different processes work like how meat's made how some of those things so you can understand why this is such a big deal. Yeah. He does he has a whole section about diet and you know, if you can go meatless even one, two meals a week, how yeah. much of an impact that makes. So there's just tons of good information and little things that you could that you could institute. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thanks for bringing that. I think that'll help a lot of our listeners I, just I with just little things. I just loved it. I yeah. just loved it. It was a great idea for a book. It's it was just it's it's beautiful, actually. The yeah. pictures are so wonderful. So, yeah. You're right. I mean, obviously, government has shown with the newest Supreme Court decision that they don't give a shit about climate change right? and the environment. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Just it. It's cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we're at a point now where I think we've realized that the government isn't going to sa- save everything. No. And, but you also don't have to feel so hopeless that you're in yeah. it alone or that there's nothing you can do. Like, there are little things that you can do. And while that doesn't seem big... You know, it sucks so much that basically they pushed all the responsibility to each of us uh-huh. and told us that we need to that At it's the our same personal time that responsibility. We're told we can't have personal responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So it's nice to have something that actually mm-hmm. gives us some direction. And I felt like it was accessible in that way where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm not going to be able to be like that crazy activist that lives, you know, in a tiny house. And no, 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 no. it's just not me. No. But he's saying that's OK. Here's some things. other things yeah. to do. Yeah. 
So that's great. Yeah. Also, we need some drops money. We need some sponsorship dollars because I'm going to sign up after this. You that should. sounds amazing. I thought, uh, yeah, I know. I've been waiting because I wanted to make sure they worked before yeah, I told yeah. anyone about it, but they've been great. I'm on my second order and I'm I'm a fan. That's awesome. You can get different scents. I go, I mean, I don't have any sense of smell, so I go on scented, yeah. but I, some people that's important to them and they have everything on there. It's amazing. So wow. they come super fast too. And you lost your sense of smell because your allergies burn them out of your nose pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I just lived for years with cats without yeah, yeah, realizing yeah. that I had a horrible <laughs> allergy. Because who does that? <laughs> me. It makes me feel a little better when you are coming over to record because then I'm like, oh, no, if the litter box, you know, if the cats have just dropped a deuce or something, you don't smell anything. Nothing. You mm-hmm. smell nothing. So my house is a beautiful smelling paradise. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. I, when my, I mean, my grandchildren go to the bathroom yeah. i always change them to give everyone a break because i can't smell it <laughs> that's amazing you so, have like a superpower I, it is it's not bad all the time i will tell you that and we could include that in our extraction team somehow like that superpower will be yeah. important in a way that we need to figure out i can tell you one time that it that there are times that not having a sense of smell fails you okay and one of those is when something's burning oh that yeah that yeah that's a mm-hmm. That's why we need our sense of smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what fire alarms are for. <laughs> <laughs> That's when your big family will come in handy. Yes. Someone smells it. Someone's there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so for my pop culture pick, I don't know. I had a feeling maybe we might choose the same one. We oh, did. my God. We did. We did. <laughs> I knew it. I know. I almost asked and I was like, nope. Nope, <laughs> we did. I knew it. That's great. But this is the most appropriate it's one. It's so perfect. Okay, so this yes. is Under the Banner of Heaven. Mm-hmm. This was a seven episodes limited Woo! series. Woo. Came out from Hulu earlier this year. It's all done. Mm-hmm. It features the delightful and beautiful Andrew Garfield, who you are now a huge fan of. Huge. I've indoctrinated you into the cult of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, there was a couple scenes that I was Woo! like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Even as a Mormon. I know. In fact, one of our friends asked, ooh, do we get to see him naked? And I was like, well, he's wearing Mormon underwear. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Still attractive, though. So attractive. So attractive. So attractive. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us what this is about, Erin? And then we can both discuss it. Well, it's it's a true story of a in the 1980s of a, a murder of a young mother and her 15-month-old baby by a radicalized family in the fundamentalist Mormon faith. And Andrew Garfield plays a detective Mm -hmm. who is assigned to solve this. And as he's getting closer and closer to the truth, and the church is realizing that this might be members of its own church Mm -hmm. is trying to stop him. So it's kind of a show of it's, there's a true crime element, but there's also this very deep uh, religion, faith, personal faith journey, part of it that is, how how do you square those two things? Yeah. When something is actually causing a problem, but it's also incredibly important or central in your life, how do you yeah. make those two things work? And, and it's so satisfying to watch him like struggle with that, but then make some good decisions yes. too, like some moral decisions, maybe outside of what the church is telling yes, him to do. Yes, you yeah. really truly believe he's actually truly believes and lives his faith, yeah. the, the, the main character, because he's really trying to make decisions that aren't hypocritical yeah. even though it's not the popular thing exactly which is i think sometimes gets confused in very zealous organized religious groups where like what the church wants becomes the thing as opposed to how it started which yeah. is supposed to be about the faith yeah so there's a ton of great 
supporting actors in yes this? i was gonna say some of the good things are like uh partner taba yes he's wonderful so great so great we also get to see a lot about brenda and we get to see her story and see that she was a pretty independent woman with mm-hmm. some really like thoughtful thoughts about religion you know mm-hmm. and she just uh got sucked into this royal family of lafferty's yeah it was huge by the way and that even before they sort of got radicalized, there was this very, very paternal, patriarchal structure in oh, their yeah. family that was, yeah, it, it was some major red flags. Mm-hmm. We also see the Mormon power structure, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, a little bit of like the main one, but then also the fundamentalists. And this is set in like 84, I believe yes. it was. Yes. And so we see a little bit of what we now kind of know more about, like survivalist camps and like Mm -hmm. some of the really radical elements of the religion and just radicals in general in uh, that area. It was interesting to me, too, because I think it points out something that people outside of organized religion often get like they get this label of being cynical or cynics. And I think that that has a negative connotation. And I'm not sure that it should, because I think this really illustrates that you it's sometimes that blind faith that slows down progress because you don't see things for what they are you forget that these people that are in the church are also human Mm -hmm. and that there is to be errors and mistakes and quote-unquote sins like they aren't going to be perfect but you've given up that ability to see that you sort of just you know like there were so many examples in there of their of their community which should be good but was also used against them in a lot of ways if they decided not to do what was right you know on one hand you have all these people coming over to your home to help with a party but then on the other hand they're bringing up the worst thing that's ever happened in your life yes in a casual conversation just being like hey you better fall in line yeah as a way to shame you and so i think that people that are have the idea that they're cynical are sometimes just for lack of a better way to put it, less trusting. They yeah. understand that that ability exists in every human. Yeah. And you can't just assume that they're all going to do the right thing or see the right thing in the same way. Yeah. And I know that I chose this because I I have personally long held that organized religion is just hypocritical by its very nature. Mm-hmm. And I think this, obviously this is looking at Mormons and a fundamentalist sect, but it really sort of demonstrates what that idea that you can only be moral if you're in a faith and if you're in a religion and you follow all that religion's rules and if you're Mm -hmm. not then you are bound for hell Mm -hmm. no matter that maybe outside of faith you can make your own good decisions yeah i think it also shows like when those brothers start descending into fundamentalism first it's because they're pissed off they have to pay taxes right how dare they So they don't want to pay money for taxes. So then they start protesting the government. And then they start finding obscure religious tracts that allows them to fuck other women. Yeah. Uh And ultimately it comes down to those brothers are feeling out of control. So they lock down control of their women. Uh Uh-huh. And it just felt, I know I finished this show on Thursday evening was sort of haunted by it. And then Friday morning Roe v. Wade came out and was like, this is... Yep. It just felt so tied and also so relevant Mm -hmm. to where we are now. And I found it to be, I think it's beautifully done. It's It's so great. But it's heavy. It's very heavy. Mike and I spaced it out when we watched it because you take a lot in and it really sits with you, I I felt like. For the exact same reasons that you said. There's this level of organized religion, but there's also elements of government and elements of... um, 
these systems we've set up to protect us that actually work to work against us in a lot of ways. Yes, there were so many cases where Brenda, the main person that ended up getting uh, murdered, um, where she's failed by everyone in her life. She's failed by her husband. She's failed by her in-laws. She's failed by the Mormon Mm -hmm. officers. It's so devastating. Mm -hmm. But they don't help her because she's a woman and she needs to follow the rules. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's really well and done. And occasionally, I know it sounds heavy, there's moments of levity between Andrew Garfield and his partner yes. that are so wonderful. They are great. So good. So great. I was thinking of the McDonald's fries. Yes, I was too. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you don't know much about Mormonism, there's some interesting stuff in there because they sure have some is. very interesting beliefs about caffeine and food yeah. and chocolate, th- some things like that. So there's also some kind of making light of some of that, like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't all that... It's supposed to be. It was fascinating, too, to see, like, this is a small town in Utah, and most of the police force is Mormon, so they feel very, like, beholden to Mormon leaders and to the community, but then occasionally there's, you know, Taba, who's not Mormon, and is, in fact, Native American, and Mm -hmm. so it's a very interesting, like, culture clash. Yes, Also along the way, we see, like, flashbacks of Joseph Smith and the founding of the Mormon church, which are fascinating. Uh Uh-huh. That was very fascinating. Yeah. And very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, what a wild ride. What a yeah. wild ride. Mm-hmm. But you're in good hands with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. won't let you down. No. No, he, he could sure. never. He could never. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. There were so many times I wanted to give him a hug. That's so many. Just a long, lingering hug. Lingering, yeah. Uh-huh. Like Just a, see where it goes. Maybe hug. he doesn't. Maybe he tries to pull away, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. We're not done here. You need this. Yeah. You need. You this. need this. <laughs> you need this. Whenever I say you need this, we it makes me think of we traveled when I was pregnant with Mason to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and mm. we were in a Waffle House, and I ordered a waffle as one does in a Waffle House. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and the waitress brought it over, and said as she sat it down. Your baby wants this. Whoa. And Mike and I have never been so afraid to eat a waffle in our entire lives. Because I was like, I don't know. Should I eat this now? What did they put in this waffle? Right. Seems very. But also my baby did want it because I was starving. Yeah. (laughs) But now when everyone says you want this, we always say, your baby wants this. Oh, my God. It was so creepy. I just think of when I hug your husband and I just keep hugging him. And he tries to pull away and I don't let it. No. I don't let him happen. No. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you got to let this happen. Let, just let it be. Let it be. Let it roll. Let me cling on to you. Mm-hmm. Long past the point of comfort. I like that, though. Mm-hmm. It feels right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He started to like it, I think. I think so. I yeah. think he always did. I yeah. think it's just now, he, yeah, he's getting comfortable with admitting that it's not, mm-hmm. you know, bad. Sometimes he's even gone in for a hug. That's true. I haven't had to go and That's hug him. That's true. You've trained him appropriately. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel good about that. I, you should. If I've accomplished nothing else in life, I've done that. You've done that. Yeah. You've done that. <laughs> and now, next step, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an easy next step. No problem, Just really. go to L.A. I see no barriers. England. I don't know where he lives. He might need an extraction team at some <gasps> point. I bet the Hollywood types definitely if need an extraction If we get popular team. enough, you know, they're like, hey, you need this on the sly. I mean, yeah. What better service? I could talk to so many people I have crushes on. Somehow right? I could get Winona Ryder to like, because she, whoo, oh. yeah. Somehow I'm going to help her with an extraction. We're going to help okay. her with an extraction. Mm-hmm. And then things will just happen. Things will just happen. 
be what, May? And she will be mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. That tracks. All right, all right. We're going to leave that. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm glad we picked the same pop culture. Yes. I had a we feeling. We had lots of discussions about so it. So much discussion. Because we were enraged by the same parts. Yes. Just, uh-huh. Yeah, we were texting Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mostly me, because you'd already finished it, and I was just getting to parts. I was like, what the hell? I know, and then it was hard because I wanted to say something yeah. else, and I was like, I can't remember where that's at, mm-hmm. you know? I didn't want to ruin things, ruin the scariness of it. Oof. Oof. Well, listen. Oh, boy. If you feel sad, alone, defeated, we're with you. We're with you. We're with you. But know that this world is based on hypocrites. It really is. So... It's based on hypocrites. I don't know where I was going with that. I wanted it to end positive, and it really didn't. I was trying to think, where are we going to go with that? I just ended up at a dead positive. end and gave up. Yep. It's all I like how you did shit. that. Listen, look up, except, oh, no, here's another thing, to, bad thing to think about. Yeah, I can't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Shit's shit right now. Shit, shit. Things are hard. That's but we're here hard. for you. Yes, we are. And so are these pics. So are these books. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep trying. Keep trying. I'll be on your side forevermore. <laughs> Did you just segue into the Dionne Warwick song? Nice. That's what friends are for. <laughs> okay. Times are weird. <laughs> Times are weird, so we needed a supersized episode. We and did. And here we are. We did. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. We will. And we'll have more great things to say. We will. And in, in the, the meantime. meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Take some pleasure in reading. Yes. Happy, Happy reading. reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.